Now, a couple of years ago, Damien Chazelle's debut feature film, or main film that was a, a, a proper film rather than a self-put-together one, Whiplash, about a drumming student, uh, was released, and it was uh, one of my favourites of the year. Um, it was absolutely superb. I thoroughly recommend seeing it. Uh, it's just a great drama. It's very, very exciting. You'll never think of drumming as being exciting again. And he's come back with his second film, and so far it's been the vacuum at the awards ceremonies called La La Land. It wiped the board at the Golden Globes, I think a record number of wins in every category it was it was lined up for, and certainly one of the front runners for Best Picture, as well as about, I think it's got a record equaling 14 Oscar nominations or something. So far, out of the Best Picture nominees, I've reviewed Arrival. I gave that, I think, 8 out of 10. Possibly a little bit high there. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, just fantastic, 9 out of 10. And last week, I reviewed uh, Moonlight, and I only gave that 6.5 out of 10. I didn't think it was much of a film, as, as pretty and as atmospheric as it was. Uh, this one stars Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, which is obviously a marriage made in heaven, as far as the film-going public are because it's cra stupid crazy love and they've obviously got a lot of chemistry and it's a musical and it's uh, set in Hollywood and basically Ryan Gosling is a piano jazz musician that wants to be taken seriously but at the same time is struggling to make ends meet she's a struggling actress and she wants to be meet the big time and they meet it don't like each other and then they fall for each other and um, then it progresses from there and you could literally write the set, the whole movie story in one sentence, to, to, to be honest. Now, that's the gist of it. And I'd like to spend the rest of the time talking about all of the reasons that it is nowhere near worthy of any award in any category for anything. It has got ridiculous reviews about how wonderful it is. Now, the actual story itself could not be more trite. You heard me just struggling access, actress in Hollywood looking to make it big, a jazz pianist who's looking to make the big time as well. They don't like each other. They meet, they fall in love, and then they have romantic complications along the way regarding their careers. Probably the most trite story ever to come out of Hollywood. Um, the dialogue isn't much better. Um, the acting is actually, they both give solid rom-con leads. No way on earth do either of these people deserve to be nominated for an acting Oscar, let alone be the favourite. Emma Stone getting an award as an actress for this, for what is a light and fluffy and quite a, a, quite a decent rom-com role. Jennifer Aniston should have 10 act Oscars by now. It would be the biggest travesty since Gwyneth Paltrow and Shakespeare in Love. It's a light, fluffy, fuzzy role. There's not really any depth to it, any power to it, any range to it. The dialogue is trite. Um, the story itself is so obvious that you know it already. Uh, I said that about Moonlight, but that's like a conundrum compared to this. Um, there are lots of things about it that I find really interesting. It's colourful and beautiful to look at, and, and I actually had fun watching it. But if you've got the basic film itself, and that's so trite... Like, there's so little to it. And it, it sort of gets to the two-thirds mark, and then it just sort of goes, oh, just tie it off in a bow. Um, and, and it might be a melancholic end, and probably the stronger part of the movie is a sort of montage towards the end. As with Whiplash, the end was probably the best part. But nothing happens. <laughs> it just doesn't. 
it just gets so far and then it just sort of goes, oh, well, this happened. Um, but if you've got that side of the movie that's so weak, and it is really weak, I mean, like almost painfully so, then you go to the other side and say, well, it is a musical. Now, I hate musicals. But when you watch those 1950s golden era classical, classic mu- musicals, everything's so on point. Everything's so classy and so talented. The, the voices, the songs are so memorable. The dancing and choreography is so amazing that even me who hates music, musicals can look at them and go, wow, how do they do that? Here you've got a scenario where not one song in this film is memorable. They're all pretty rubbish. And there aren't that many of them anyway. And the voices of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are pretty weak. And then you've got the choreography, which is extremely uninspired, totally unmemorable. And then you've got dancing, which is really rather sloppy. Even I was looking at it when they're sort of choreographed together, some of the when there's mass people on, thinking, well, if this is back in the Hollywood golden era of musicals, you know, there would be, you'd be looking at everyone in, in a 20 crowd group and and they would all be doing these amazingly synchronized on point moves and here it's everything's like karaoke or rehearsals it's really weak on the musical front and it's really weak on the on the yeah, normal movie side of it and other things i found that were troubling was ryan gosling promotes jazz music they take so little risks with what they offer it's basically they offer you the most he complains about I think at one point she says, oh, all I know about jazz is Kenny G. And then he offers sort of like the most obvious basic commercial jazz to hold up as why jazz is so great. And then really embarrassingly, he has this sort of epiphany moment where he joins a band and and they don't want to play traditional jazz and they make a really good point, which is all the people that you like, Miles Davis, Charlie Parker, all of these people, Theolonius Monk, they were iconoclasts. They broke down the barriers of previous music. They weren't traditionalists or classicists. And that's a great point. So he comes out with his band, and they sound like David Letterman's house band from 1988. It's really embarrassing. Um, so there's an awful lot wrong with this movie. Dialogue, acting's not that great, but they're fine. They're fine leads, and they've got a lot of chemistry. But their characters are the most stock standard, generic, homogenized Hollywood characters you could ever get. The story is the most, I mean, really going to Hollywood and wanting to make it big. It doesn't expand on that ever. And there's not one single side character in this whole movie. People just sort of walk past. That's as close as you get to an extra character or an extra layer. It's shot really well. It looks beautiful. Uh, The music's pretty bad, I thought. Uh, The singing and dancing is rubbish. And there's nothing else to it. I cannot understand for the... I can understand people liking Whiplash. Uh, Sorry, um, Moonlight. Because the things I felt about that that were wrong were a little bit more subtle and under the surface. But this one, everything's staring you in the face. And there there were parts of it that I really enjoyed watching and parts of it where I kind of wandered off in my head somewhere. So I enjoyed watching it because of the leads and the charisma they have and because of the Technicolor shooting. And the reason I enjoyed it the most was because when the comedy works, it's actually funny. But that's not in it all the way through either. Uh, I didn't care about their love affair. I didn't feel like their love affair was particularly interesting. It was all Dawson's Creek level. So La La Land is by far the most overrated of the films that I've seen in this awards season. 
uh, and purely because it's nice to look at and vaguely enjoyable, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Um, and that's pretty much for the leads. But giving Emma Stone an Oscar, why is Ryan Gosling even nominated? Every film I've seen Ryan Gosling in, every film he's better than this film because there's no part there. They aren't characters, they're just archetypes. So a 6 out of 10 for La La Land. And that's a push as well. I kind of think that's high.